Zach Wilson <laughs> has in, had off-season surgery. Uh, he got that dog put in him. So, <laughs> so uh, that's that's the only thing that scares me about him is if that story is true, he might be the guy. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that his actually MVP odds went up after that story came out? <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> it might be the Love best that. thing ever. We got episode 119 of Left Side Heavy, the podcast presented by Blue Wire. It's the same crew as last week. We got Scott and Hayden on this episode. How we doing, boys? Pretty good, good, man. man. Two more days. Three more days till football. Three more days days. until kickoff. I guess tomorrow when this comes out. But yeah, it's fast approaching and it's going to be a fun one. I unfortunately work that night too. I just realized that. But yeah, that's tough. I gotta go to a wedding this weekend. I'll be I'm leaving at 7 a.m. on Thursday so I can make it to the town in time to watch the football game. <laughs> that's that's smart move. <laughs> yeah. Where is it? Where is the wedding? Back in trail. Trail. That's where I'm from, Kootenays. Got it. Oh. oh, how far of a drive is that? 10 hours that's about seven eight eight if you're making stops and so i want to make sure i get there by like three or four so yeah definitely won't miss anything yeah i respect i respect that i respect that but um, i gotta come back i gotta come back on sunday though so i'm gonna miss most of that day oh watch the the pats game and then i gotta drive all day gotcha just gotta follow it put reds put download the zone app and just connect it to your aux cord and just throw it on there (laughs) Yeah, Scott Hansen, uh, fucking screen up the seven hours updates. of commercial free football, and Scott will be in now. his car. <laughs> Dude, the service is choppy most of the way, but I'll be able to catch some stuff. Yeah, Hundy. Well, uh, I just feel like we may as well get started. Let's pop this cherry, but we aren't going to start with football quite yet. Some big news came out. Some big local news. A very much talked about topic throughout the entire NHL offseason on whether JT Miller was going to get extended, uh, whether he was going to get traded, or if any of those were going to happen. Um, But news came out on Friday at around 3.45, uh, just before we were driving up to Squamish, Hayden. Yep. He signs an extension, a seven-year extension, $8 million a year. It'll take him – he'll just be turning 37 when this deal ends. Boys, how do we feel about the signing? Is it the right move? Was it a desperate move? What do you boys think? Scott, I'll go to you first. I was shocked too. I like I was completely blown away when I saw that. I pulled my phone out to look at the ball game. I thought he was gone for sure. I mean, obviously, it's a good signing for you know, probably four years. He's easily the best player on the team last year. It's just like they got to win in that four-year window, I think, on it. And I don't know if they can build around enough to do that. So we'll see. It's going to be the, you know, the subsequent moves that come after it that are really going to make us find out if it's worth it or not. 
Can they keep Bo once they get rid of Myers? Can they bring in actual good defense? We don't know yet. Yeah, I I totally agree. I just think this signing kind of puts them in no man's land. Like they weren't. I don't know if they're they're competitive. They're a playoff team, in my opinion. I think they're making it. Um, I just don't. You got to compete with Colorado. LA's gotten better. Vegas is still a competitive team. Their goaltending kind of sucks, but Vegas is still going to be a hard team to get through. Edmonton, Calgary got better, and that's just the Pacific Division. You still got the Central. Um, Nashville got better. Um, I think they're better than Winnipeg, but it's still like. But then you still got the teams on the East. Um, I think it's an interesting move. I think the deal itself is good. Um, I think anyone turning 29, the first four years of the deal, or if it's anything over five years, then it might be a bit of a risky contract. But in terms of annual value, I think $8 million is below market value for him. Um, But yeah, it's it's just the term that's kind of scary, which kind of puts us in a position where I don't know where we are. Like we're not good enough to win a cup, but we're too good to tank for a top half pick. So I'm not too sure what the next steps are going to be. It's going to take a shit ton of convincing other teams to take our defensemen off our hands, to clear space, to bring Bo back. Pedersen's contract is coming up in a couple years. So it'll be interesting how um, Alvin and Rutherford kind of figure the next few steps out. But Hayden, what are your thoughts on it? Well, I know when, you know, we got up to camping and what I didn't even see it till Saturday. You know, I left way early Friday. I didn't see any of the news. And then, yeah, we went and got Wi-Fi and you showed me and I was like, whoa. Yeah, (laughs) this is it just shows like this is where the Canucks want to go. And yeah, they have that four year window where if it doesn't get done, you know, it it doesn't get done, you know, like how's the money going to work? How are we going to build around, uh, you know, at least the core and get some good depth because yeah, the front's all there. And like you said, too good to tank, but are we good enough to get into the playoffs and at least run for a show, you know? Yeah. I, yeah, I just I like the player. I just don't know if it was the right move from where we are, but I'm not upset with the contract itself, but I think the best thing to do would trade him for whether that's depth or just cap space or whichever. But yeah. like draft capital maybe, but like do you if it doesn't work out in the 4 years, do you is Pedersen going to want to stay? Like is Horvat going to actually want to is he going to request a trade? Does he want to just sign like a smaller contract than he was thinking of? Cause he just doesn't know where the team's going to be at. I'm just, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. So I think we should have just traded him, but I mean, I'm not, man, I'm not going to have a hard time believing that Bo stays now. Like there's, yeah, you have enough good forwards. You're going to have to maybe flip them here or use the cap space in the summer. If you keep them and like you, you just need to get better elsewhere. Like the, the forwards are deep. They're really deep. So, and the thing too, about them being in no man's land, like if they are a low playoff team, they still have Thatcher Demko. And that's when you see those teams win is when an elite goalie goes on an absolute run. So if you get in and you have that goalie, there's always a chance. Yeah. Now it's a good point. Um, It almost happened the bubble year. 
Like yeah. we were not good enough to go on the run that we did, but we took Vegas to seven, and I truly think we could have beat Dallas that year. It was just a matter of well, the Habs are terrible, and they did it with Carey. I mean, they had other things yeah. working for him too. Exactly. But, yeah. No, you're 100 correct, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited to see how our season does. I do think that we are a playoff team. I think, um, yeah, I think we make the playoffs regardless, but. I don't know. I'm hoping that we actually like stay competitive at least, at least make this contract worth something. Like it's going to suck if we sign this and then we don't make the playoffs the next two or three years. Right. Like at least do something with it. At least give us some hockey in fucking April. Mm -hmm. Right. So we'll see. But um, shifting over to the NFL, the reason why we are recording these episodes, we're doing the AFC this week. We'll hit up all the conferences north to the west. And then we'll go over our end-of-season awards, wrap up with playoff pictures, and Super Bowl predictions. Uh, boys, where do you want to start off with? Do you want to just kick it off with the North again and then run ourselves clockwise and end off in the West? Sounds Let's good to me. All right. The North, the Ravens, can they stay fully healthy this year? <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> well, they will have somewhat of a full roster coming back, at least the majority of them coming back. Bengals coming off the Super Bowl. Is the hangover going to impact them? Uh, will the long run, will they, are they primed for regression? We will see. The Browns, they've been the storyline of the NFL offseason with the entire Deshaun Watson um, debacle. And then the Steelers, they have about three backup quarterbacks in their rotation. Just came out that Trubisky was number one on their depth chart. So we'll talk about how that impacts their season. Scott, I'll go to you. What is your overall opinion on the AFC North? Oh, you touched on it there with the Super Bowl setback for the Bengals. We see that happen a lot. I don't know why, but so many teams after you lose the Super Bowl, you just don't come back as hot. And I don't think they will. I still think they're a good team, likely a playoff team. But I think the Ravens with a healthy Lamar can take this division. And the Steelers and Browns, like, I don't see them really doing anything, no matter who plays a QB for either team. Yeah. Ed? Completely agree with what Scott was saying. Like, the Browns and the Steelers, uh, yeah, who knows? Uh, I mean, you can never really count out Mike Tomlin, but he's never gone under uh, 500 for win percentage in his career. He just always finds a way to get it done, even with – uh, that three-headed monster of a quarterback room. <laughs> but, no, I agree. I think I think Baltimore with a healthy team can actually, you know, kind of battle with Cincy. And, yeah, who knows about the Super Bowl hangover with Cincy. You know, I feel like we all think that Cincy wasn't really supposed to be there because of just decimation to rosters uh, for Baltimore. And then... I guess Cleveland, you could say as well, and even the Caesars. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I think with the Ravens, I think that this is their division, especially with Lamar Jackson in a contract year. He's going to want to get paid, especially seeing what Russell Wilson just got. He got five years, two of 45. Mm-hmm. And Lamar Jackson looks at Deshaun Watson, and he got 250 fully guaranteed. Lamar Jackson's like, I got an MVP and those two don't. So what am I 
going to do. I kept this team afloat last year with all the injuries that we had before I went down. So if you're not going to want to pay me, he's going in with a chip on his shoulder. And I think with a fully healthy team, I think that's going to really go in their favor. Um, and with Bengals, it's going to be a broken record. But I like I think they are a really good team. I think they're worthy of a playoff spot. But with that Super Bowl hangover, I think things kind of come back to them. They go back to reality a little bit. And Cleveland, I have a hard time figuring out because of how talented that roster is. I just don't know how Brissett's going to do. Is he going to be the Patriots Brissett where he actually played pretty lights? And then it was only for like a certain amount of time that he could keep it up. And then the same thing with the Steelers. But what would you guys say if, overall like what your x factor is for any team or any player to succeed this year scott i'll start with you for me it's it's the Bengals' offensive line it has to be right like i know they got all that way with a pretty weak one last year but everyone's already crowning them yeah they brought in they brought in a bunch of good players alex kappa lyle collins and ted karras former pat like they're all solid players but an o-line like it takes time for guys to gel together too. Like those, all five of those guys need to work together. They have a rookie out there too, a fourth round rookie. And are, can they hold up? Are they going to be ready at the start of the year? I think they'll be better, but I think people are too quick to like crown them and be like, oh, the Bengals O-line's fixed. Yeah. They got good names in there, but we've never even seen them play, you know, a set of downs together. So if they can be an elite O line, then maybe they can win the division. But until I see it, I have the or I have the Ravens winning it. And we saw that O line narrative coming to play in the Super Bowl. You know, if Joe Burrow had an extra half second, he had Jamar Chase downfield. He made uh, Jalen Ramsey fall. He was wide open, walking to the end zone, but they got to Burrow too quick. And, yeah, then, and that's also so, Aaron Donald too. Can any old line really yeah. stop him in that play? Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. That guy's just another, he's a machine, but nonetheless, like if they just held him off for like a half a second, and I know that's like a long ass time when it comes to rushing a quarterback, but every second helps. And like, that was like, that was, a, that was the X factor play in that game was that stop at the end. But Hayden, how about you? What's your X factor? My X factor is going to be the health of Baltimore. Um, I'm pretty sure they added or they got else, uh, someone else in there to make sure that these limitations on, um, I think it's like muscle injuries like ACLs, hamstrings and stuff like that kind of come down. Same kind of deal with what New Orleans did, at least from what I heard and you know, we've already are hearing good things where J.K. Dobbins is on track. You know, they're going to kind of nurse him. Gus Edwards looking good. Marcus Peters. So if if the health can stay well in this division, the healthiest team will come out on top and it'll show. Yeah, it's your best ability is availability. Is availability, correct. So as cliche as that is, but it's true. I mean, how good do you think Baltimore could have been if they had – a even half the players that were hurt if they were healthy, right? No, I totally Including agree. Lamar, like they were sitting top of the division for for a decent amount of time with how broken their team was. So it, health is a huge factor. But 
Um, I'll go a different direction to just to kind of spice things up, keep things fresh on this podcast. The Browns, I think Brissett could be an X factor because if the Browns do want to compete this year, he just needs to keep them around just over 500. And if he can do that with how talented the roster is, like their defense is good. Um, it's how well can they utilize his weapons and just stall time until Watson comes back. Cause love, obviously Browns are probably the most hated organization going into this year, but that doesn't, that doesn't, that won't stop them from competing in the playoffs if they can make it there. So I think they can be a playoff team with a full season of Deshaun, but it's just a matter of how well Brissett holds it off until he gets back. And I think if he can keep them competitive and like win them games when they need to, then the Browns could have a more successful season than people might think. But solely depends on uh, how well they uh, utilize Brissett. I think I think they can be good too with Deshaun, but I don't see how it happens this year too. Like, yeah. Even if they are 500, and that's what a lot of people are saying, the guy has missed like the last 28 games of football by, by that point. Yeah, and that's a good point. I don't, I don't see how he can just come in and say win them five games down the stretch. Like I know how good he is, how good he was. It's going to take him time, I think, to get back to that level. Oh yeah, especially like gelling with each other. Like who knows how that first game against Houston is actually going to go? You know? Yeah. Like Houston, that's Houston's revenge game. You know, you don't think everyone's going to play up to that point. And if they just crush Deshaun, and let's say Houston's well below 500 it's gonna be like okay what like what actually is happening right now that's gonna be a huge like deflation to oh browns organization like bro like we're paying this guy like x amount of money for the next few years and you just like can't even beat your former team that's much worse than us yes it could be a huge morale boost for houston and then just the complete opposite for cleveland so that's a good point hit that you bring up as Mm -hmm. well scott but um, how do you guys break down this division? How do we see it shaping out? Scott? I got the Ravens on top, 12 and 5. Bengals coming in at 10 and 7. And then the Steelers and Browns both going 6 and 11. And like Hayden said, this will be uh, Tomlin's first year not getting those, you know, eight, nine wins. All a uh, piece off after Scott. We basically have the exact same thing. Except for the Steelers. Steelers, for me, are going to go 7-10. and 10. Pretty much everything else is the same. Ravens 12-5, Ravens Cincy 10-7, and seven, and uh, Cleveland 6-11, and 11, yeah. Nice. I got the Ravens 12-5, and five, Bengals 11-6. Oh, 11, Bengals 11 and six. I got the Browns 8-9 and, and the Steelers 7-10. Oh, okay. I actually expected you guys to have the Bengals on top there. I thought I... Thought I'd be outside the box with the Ravens. No, I was. I'm a true believer Ravens. in the Ravens this year, man. Yeah. They just like Lamar. Yeah, contract year. I think that's a big thing. Season. I think that's a big thing. Swaying my thing is Lamar with the contract year. I just feel like he's the type that. All right, you want to pay me right now? Fine, I'll just go prove that I. I'll just go out there and like prove that I earn it. You know. He I does everything that's... himself. That's why he's yeah. his own agent too, which is kind of a fucking ballsy move <laughs> it's a really ballsy move <laughs> the only thing that worries me about him is like that is the added weight for the passing game like you look at all the good quarterbacks who throw the ball they don't have you know big bulky shoulders big bulky arms you want to be 
more slender up there. Same like a baseball pitcher, right? You don't see these huge muscles on these guys. It's more about pliability and being able to like whip yeah. the arm. So we'll see if that weight makes him get hurt. We'll see if he can still throw the ball accurately. Kind of worries me. Yeah, no, it's a good point. Excited for him for my uh, dynasty team. So that's just me. <laughs> Run we'll everywhere. We'll see. We'll, uh, we'll shift to the east. Um, Scott, this is our. This is these are our boys. Uh, yeah. But the big the team to watch is for the Bills. They got a lot of hype coming into the season. They're currently the Super Bowl favorites. Um, not much else to say about them, but they're they're on a lot of teams' radars. Uh, they got a chip on their shoulder from last year, and the uh, AFC Championship game. Or was yeah. it divisional? Yeah. Or was it divisional? No, yeah, it's it was. Championship. Yeah, because it was Bengals and Chiefs yeah. Right, yeah. in the championship. It was divisional. Um, and then the Dolphins made a big splash getting Tyreek. And uh, we've got Mike McDaniel coming in. Uh, the Patriots um, just kind of brought in a lot of depth pieces. And then the Jets. Zach Wilson <laughs> has in, had off-season surgery. Uh, he got that dog put in him. So, <laughs> so uh, that's, that's the only thing that scares me about him is if that story is true, he might be the guy. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that his actually MVP odds went up after that story came out? <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> it might be the love best that. thing ever. I love that ultrasound photo or like the x-ray photo of like the pit bull and the fucking rib cage or whatever. It's like Zach Wilson's x-rays just came out. It's like that dog in him. It's hilarious. But Hayden. Um, oh. Yeah, your camera oh. just went out. There we are, bud. Oh, and oh. it's – okay, hold on. Give me a – you keep going. I can still listen. I'm just trying to fix it right now. All right. Uh, Scott, I'll jump to you first about the East. Um, What do you uh think of when you picture the AFC East and okay. um, the season I'm, down the road? I'm a hopeless optimistic always for all my teams I'm a fan of. But like, watch the watch the AFC wildcard game, and you'll know everything you need to know. There is no chance the Pats can take the div from the Bills without significant injuries and probably a Josh Allen injury. Unless that guy is going to miss like five games, or they lose like four or five pieces that are key players. I don't see how it's possible. I'm yeah. not a doom and gloom Pats fan. I don't, I'm not going to say they're going to win five games. Like they won seven with a Cam Newton team that was way less deep at all other positions too. So I think they'll still be competitive just on the other side of 500 either way, but they can't, they just can't be the bills. Like look at the roster, look at the quarterback, look at the weapons, look at the defense. It's just not there. So, but it's not going to be as bad as some people think. Like they're not just going to be in the basement for years. Like the, Belichick coach team is always going to be competitive. They're going to upset some teams, but their roster just isn't with the NFL's elite. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Like they just got a lot of Bill likes drafting to develop. He doesn't like, yes, he will draft like raw talent, but that's exactly it. Like he, he wants someone that he knows that he can coach up into the system that he wants to implement. Right. And so he trades back often to get more picks, to get more of a chance to get someone that he likes and is coachable. So like nothing, they're not the flashiest team. Right. And that's nothing new 
to um nfl fans so i'm just like really interesting to see like because scott i agree with you i think this is bill's uh the like buffalo's division to lose like it'll be everything on their own terms if they lose this uh whether that's another nine to six jack loss to jacksonville um like what happened last year and then yeah some injuries but I'm really curious about the Dolphins and just the Tua Tyreek experiment because I just I have n- no idea how Tua is going to do this year. Um, like I'm, I I know it's the Dolphins, but I like Tua. Like I, I like him as a player. I don't know if he's the a franchise quarterback, but I just like want to see him succeed, just not against us. Um, but. Yeah, I'm just like really curious to see because he's the X factor just because he could be the ticket to Miami's downfall or he could be the reason why they compete for this division with Buffalo. So, yeah, I'm just really curious. And then the Jets, I think they're a work in progress, but I think they're going to be a lot more competitive this year as opposed to last year. I definitely think the Dolphins are better, but... And they'll make a jump, but I don't see them. I think the Pats would have a better chance to compete for the Div, even though neither has any chance whatsoever. <laughs> That's fair. Hayden? Yeah, no. The It's it's the Bills division to lose, the Bills conference to lose, just because of, you know, kind of how easy the East is compared to the West, since you got all four in the West that literally could make the playoffs. Um, and then, yeah, the Patriots. The Patriots are always going to be competitive. Bill Belichick, man, you can never count that guy out. And I really, I really loved what you said about how Bill does his operation with his draft capital, you know, like, yeah, they aren't the flashiest team, but you got solid pieces. Like I've hear, I've been hearing so many good things about Devonte Parker actually kind of being maybe the leader in the wide receiver room, maybe Damian Harris, uh, like he becomes a trade asset with Ramondre Stevenson. And then, yeah, like the Dolphins, is Tua really that guy? Um, Tyreek Hill, I, I just love how he was so ready to win 10 championships, he says, in uh, Kansas City. And then as soon as the money just shows right in front of him, living in a place that's not uh, Kansas City, Missouri, then fuck, let's go to Miami. And yeah, the Jets, they're going to be, I think they're going to kind of be like the Detroit Lions of last year, you know, like everyone loves Zach Wilson now. I was a big Zach Wilson guy last year, you know that, Jeff. And uh, like, who knows? Who knows about the Jets? If the Jets really get a good hold, you know, and play some good defense, I honestly could see them uh, outbeating Miami. Wow. I, wow. I don't know. Like, I just, I don't like Tua, man. <laughs> he, I, I don't know. I'm not huge on Tua either, but he has shown a lot more than what Wilson has. I was hyped on Wilson out of the draft too, but it didn't look great for most of last season. He is on the Jets. Yeah, I mean. We can't, we can't not say that he's not on the Jets because the Jets roster is just tough look. I mean, not this year particularly, but last year it was it was a tough look. Yeah, um, Scott, what do you got as an X factor for the AFC East? 
just what I mentioned with the Bills right away, like it's going to be their health. They've proved they own the division when they beat the Pats. We have no idea who the Dolphins are. The Jets aren't a playoff team. It's going to be, can Josh Allen play all 17? Plays a hard rushing style. Is he going to take a hit this year? That usually catches up to those quarterbacks at some point. If he stays healthy, they win the division. If he doesn't, they still might even win the division. <laughs> hey, Aiden, to you. That Scott took the X factor right, uh, right off my page. It was just the Bills in general. Like, I have such high hopes for the Bills this year. We'll go over it, obviously, later. But, like, yeah, the health. The health is going to be their biggest, most important thing because if Allen gets injured at the wrong time, you know, it, that could make or break the Bills season this year and could cost them any sort of chance at a at a Super Bowl run. Yeah. Uh, mine is Miami's offense. Uh, kind of like what I alluded to before. I said Tua, but I'll just like kind of generalize it overall. If nothing clicks there, then they're not going to be that good. Um, but if the, if everything is firing on all cylinders, then I can really think – I really think they could be competitive um, this year. But it's just so up in the air for me. I just, like, don't know where to land. So I'm kind of just meeting myself in the middle. But it could be a fun wa- offense to watch if everything um, connects. And maybe Tyreek – or uh, Tua is a lot more accurate of a thrower than Patrick Mahomes, like Tyreek says. Oh, so, boy. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. But, uh, Scott, I'll go back to you. How do you see this division shaping out? So I got a, got a nice hot take in here. We're going to go Bills 13-4. and four. They're going to take the division, no question. And the Pats, with this 10-6-1 uh, and one record, it's going to sneak them into the playoffs. And then wow. the Dolphins will go nine and eight, and the Jets go two and fifteen. I figured I had oh. to throw at least uh, at least one tie in there. I respect that. I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah the Jets stink, man. I hate the Jets. They're not winning any games this year. <laughs> wow, <laughs> two and fifteen. That's like my Falcons one. So you know what? Actually, I respect the shit out of that because yeah. <laughs> that's, that's to the Falcons. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> They'll get a new quarterback next year. Jesus! Wow! Christ. Wow! Okay. My, Mike Ooh. White QB one, Joe Flacco QB one. Well, I mean, now you've opened it up for the to the Vikings signing uh, Zach Wilson or trading for Zach Wilson if uh, Kirk doesn't do well. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Hayden, how do you see the division shaping Jesus out? Jesus Christ. Sorry, I just had to take a moment there. I was uh I was a shocker. I have the Bills coming in at 15 and 2. Uh I can see them being just absolutely rock solid. I got the Pats at 10 and 7, the Dolphins at 7 and 10, and then the Jets at 6 and 11. I got the Bills 13 and 4, uh the Dolphins 10 and 7, Patriots 9 and 8, and the Jets Six and 11. Well, I appreciate having all three of us Pats above 500 because there's a lot of people out there saying that won't happen. Yeah, every, every prediction can't. I've seen is uh, Patriots like seven and 10 area is what well, I people see. Like, I get the lot. AFC got a lot better. We don't play every team in the AFC West, right? Like, we don't play all the best teams in the friggin' league. Yeah. So they might not be a top 
seven team in the AFC, but it doesn't mean they're not going to make the playoffs, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so many things could happen in a short season, right? Like, what, what do they say? Like, one game in the NFL is equivalent to like 10 games and like the NHL or some shit like that. Or strictly off numbers, it'd be like five, right? Yeah. And it's just like so many things can happen and just by losing one game, right? Yeah. And all it takes is one upset. So losing one player for one game. Yeah, exactly. Like right. But um, we'll go to the South, arguably one of the least paid attention to divisions, in my opinion. Um, Scott, how do you see What do you like from this division? Is there anything that kind of stands out to you? Uh, well, I think the Jags will be better this year. I'm hoping so. Anyway, it'll be good for football. Like Trevor Lawrence has been hyped for so long. The only other guy we've seen like that recently is the Manning kit coming up. So I'm hoping they're better. I don't believe in the Titans at all. I've never, I've never been a Tannehill guy. So the Colts, after their heartbreak to miss the playoffs last year, they finally win the division, get in. And yeah, I think the Colts are the best team here. I think Houston's terrible. So this is one of the, I think, least competitive divisions. I don't think Tennessee can really challenge them that hard. Yeah, I I see the Colts um, taking this as well. I think Tennessee is just like on a hard decline. Um, I don't know how much more Derrick Henry can really take. Uh, he's taken like, what, over 400 attempts in the past like three years <laughs> like each year so i just feel like and coming off an injury it's you never know i agree with the jags that um they get better um texans i think are going to be paid attention to a lot just because of davis mills and like i do the, like mills i like mills a I lot love mills, and man. hayden I'm going to sound like a freaking broken record here, but how many times did I say that I want the Patriots to draft him if we didn't end up taking Jones? Dude, this guy is just showing, like, last year. I remember both of us so high on him, and, yeah, you so high on him after or during the draft. Like, yeah, yeah no, this guy's an absolute baller. He's so, been up the Patriots for, like, two and a half quarters, too, and rookie quarterbacks get killed by the Pats every time. Yeah. He somehow came back and won that game, but he went, he had like three touchdowns and 200 yards in like the first half. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was annoying. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> buddy, can you please just not we appreciate that a lot. Uh, no, Scott, what do you got as an X factor for this? Uh, the AFC South. Uh, Matt Ryan, like, does he still have it? I think he should be the best QB in the division. They also, I think have the best defense. So is I guess their whole passing game in general, is he still have it? Do they have enough weapons? Like you know, they got Taylor, you know, they got the D can a guy like Pittman come out. Is that Alec Pierce rookie going to be a stud this year? And yeah, can Matt Ryan still throw the ball? Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree with that. I think I'm really high on Pittman this year. Um, I think he's really solidifying him as a dog in this league. And I think he can, really make a stamp this year um we all saw the season jonathan taylor had last year um can you keep that up and people are going to be paying attention stacking the box a little bit more but like matt ryan can still sling the rock man like he's still clipping like 4500 yards like at least around that area pretty 
consistently. So that passing game got a lot more dangerous, losing Wentz. And I just think it's going to be a hard to like game plan a ton around this team because they can they have the potential to excel in both aspects of the offense. And like you said, they got a solid defense as well. So I I, I agree with the uh, Matt Ryan X factor take because they can be a really competitive team this year. But I just know the Colts and they're going to Colts. There's going to be a little bit lower on their potential than they should be. But Hayden, what about you for X factor for the South? My X factor for the South is Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill and that offense. Uh, I know they just got rid of AJ Brown and replaced him with a younger asthma attack kid. So that's going to be tough for anyone, but I know Mike Vrabel. I like Mike Vrabel, uh, the most out of any coach in this division. I think coaching is going to play a huge factor, but the X factor is going to be Derrick Henry. It's proven that no matter how good your defense is, sometimes if that man is running through you, he's getting 3.7 yards per carry and 3.7 yards per carry. Uh, you know, three downs that's over 10 yards. And like Derrick Henry's just a beast. He's up for comeback player of the year. And I know the, the carries, but it's almost like, it's almost like I'm Tom Brady right now saying, I'm not going to bet against him because he's proven it time and time again. And all it takes is an injury for him to actually be contained because he's not playing. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Um, My X factor was just the Titans defense. Because I know I touched on Henry's carries, but I obviously, like you said, it's going to be hard to bet against him. So if you can keep him going, and maybe that Burks guy turns out to be pretty decent, and then Robert Woods coming off an ACL, like that's really hard to judge. But like mm-hmm. maybe he's decent, and so if like that defense can be competitive and like hold them, like just be steady, maybe Tennessee can be better than what they could be um so i i I think tennessee's defense could play a big part in how they do this year kind of like with miami's offense like they can be like make them a lot more competitive or they can just it can just be dumpster fire in tennessee Mm. so that's that's who i got as the next factor for this division i got i have a question though for jacksonville they're getting etienne back this year do you think he's going to make a solid impact for that offense now that he's back reunited uh, for their first full professional season with T-Law? He's going to have every chance to. James Robinson's back too, but he's not going to be fully healthy right away. Like he is cleared to play and stuff, but all these guys coming off those injuries are, you know, it's still going to take time to get, get all their explosiveness back. Snap count and all everything like that. Like, yeah. Just Jeez, feeling like, the NFL game. I mean, Etienne should be a solid player. I didn't. I don't watch a ton of college football, but everything they said coming out of the draft was the kid's a stud. So, and we saw what James Robinson did there with way less, uh, you know, hype on him. Oh, man, absolute dynasty pickup before he got injured. <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, a bunch of guys. I, I've played some keepers. The guys held on to him, and guys uh, held on to like Acres and Dobbins too. That could be. It could be some game changes this year, some league winners. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I totally agree. I, I, I wanted to throw that out there because we never really got to see him as much as he was hyped up, right? And as unfortunate the um his injury, but yeah, I want to. I'm excited to see like a different element now that Urban Meyer's out of there because I feel like he would have just ruined everything. Etienne faked this injury the whole time. He knew it. He knew Urban Meyer wasn't going to last the first full year, so he was like, "I'm just going to play, be injured, put me on the IR, and then I'll play next year when you find this stable coach." But I I think with Doug Peterson there that he could make this offense more. Um, fun to watch, and now that Etienne's coming back, it, it could be it could be a really uh interesting follow, that's for sure. But how do we see this division shaping out, Scott? I got the Colts on top. They're gonna go eleven five and one, tying the Pats. Then the Titans coming at eight and nine. Jags just behind them at seven and ten, and the Texans. I hate to say it, but they're gonna go three and fourteen. I don't hate that at all. Rest in peace, Houston. <laughs> all right, Pizzle. All right, Pizzle, my nizzle. All right, Hayden, <laughs> what do you got? Uh, I have Tennessee coming in at 10 and 7 uh, to win the division. I have the Colts coming in at 9 and 8. I have the Texans coming in at 6 and 11. And I have the Jaguars coming in at 4 and 13. That's the most different we've been on any of the divs. <laughs> now let's see Jeff's. Come on, be different. Still be different. I got, the, got the Texans uh, winning it. I got the <laughs> <laughs> No. Absolutely. I got underdog. the Jags winning it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Scott, I got the exact same as you. I got Colts winning at 10 and 7. Uh Titans 8 and 9. Jags 6 and 11, and the Texans 5 and 12. Very similar, yeah. Ooh. Still have the Texans under, okay. Yeah, but it's yeah. like, I think the Jags and Texans are so similar. Um, I just think the Doug Peterson addition to Trevor Lawrence um, and the few weapons, like C to D tier weapons, was a lot better than last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that could help Trevor Lawrence. Uh, so that's why I got them slightly above Houston. But um, still going to be, uh, I think they're still going to be pretty similar all year, but now the best division for last, yeah. this is going to be a top gun Maverick dog fight. It's you got the chargers. They got so deep on the defensive end. Uh, the chiefs, they lose Tyreek, but they add Juju, uh, MVS, uh, the Broncos, obviously, they got Wilson on that new deal as well. And the Raiders, they got Tay Adams. They got Josh McDaniels coaching. It's going to be very – they got Chandler Jones on defense. This is going to be f- probably the most fun division to watch. The division matchups are going to be insane Yo, every single time they play. They're, they're not going to have like a – like. These, this team is secure in the playoffs up until week 18. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> but, uh, Scott, we'll go to you. Uh, thoughts on the division, what to kind of look forward to? What do you kind of see happening with this? I'm just looking forward to watching all these games, man. Like, this division is probably the deepest one we've seen 
and I don't even know how long across the entire NFL, all four quarterbacks are studs, you know, the Raiders and chargers both have crazy players on defense. The chiefs and Broncos are not bad on that side of the ball either. I'm really excited to see how McDaniels does. I know he didn't do well with the Broncos back in the late 2000s. And a lot of Pats fans would argue he hasn't done well with the Pats for a number of years. But I still think the Chiefs own this division, even without Tyreek, even with all those playmakers on the defensive side of the ball for Chargers and Raiders. And I think that Justin Herbert's getting crowned a little too quick, too. I think he's going to still take a little more time. People are having him win an MVP and stuff, and I think that's a little premature. Fair. Hayden? I I mean, I feel like the Chiefs – I feel like it's going to be a, a dogfight between the Chargers and the Chiefs. Both I could see them coming first or second. I, I kind of have those two topping the division. I like the Chargers a little bit more because of their depth on defense. And call it what you want, but Justin Herbert, like I, I know you just said, Scott, he's getting crowned a little too quickly, but that guy – He's a great quarterback. Don't get me wrong. So are the other three guys. Yeah. I just, I love the, I love the weapons he's throwing to. I, I love his offensive line more than Kansas city's maybe, maybe not at some positions, but in a whole, I just, I like the offense and the defense better, even though some, obviously some on the chiefs, you could probably be like, Oh, like this guy's better. This guy's better. But I just, I feel like it outweighs uh, more for the charger side. They are a really good team, man. It's going to be. It's yeah, be it's tough. like, it's like, yeah, they're a really good team, but like, so are any other three that you leave out of this division. Like, you <laughs> yeah. know, like, like the Raiders are nothing to sneeze at either. Like, their offense is yeah. Waller, Renfro, and Devontae Adams. Like, that offense is just as good as any other in the league. And Derek Carr is no slouch. Mm-hmm. You got Mad Max and Chandler Jones on that defensive line. And yeah. imagine those two guys running at you is not fun. You got Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. Like, it's, it's yeah. crazy. <laughs> it's, it's a fat joke. In it's the offseason, like, I just remember us, Jeff, like, every time, uh, like, uh, the Chiefs, you know, let go of Tyreek Hill. And it was just like, okay. And then it was like the Chargers traded for Khalil Mack. And then it was Chandler Jones signed with the Raiders it's just like every addition happened like one day yeah. after another and it was like one after one it was like holy fuck what is happening and yeah. then the biggest one is easily Devontae Adams yeah uh signing with the Raiders and that one just that one just blew it out of the water for me I'm like okay what is happening right because now? <laughs> like because the Devontae Adams trade came out what 15 minutes after Aaron Rodgers signed his deal so as soon as we saw Aaron Rodgers sign, we were like, all right, like Rodgers and Devontae Adams running yeah. it back. And then One like shortly after you see Devontae Adams traded to Vegas and we're like, excuse me? Like, what like, just why happened? did the Pats get this guy? Man? Yeah. <laughs> we're like, what is happening? It's unbelievable. Um, like it, every team in here could make the playoffs. It's it's ridiculous, but uh, Scott, back to you. Same question. What do you guys an X factor going into this year for the AFC West? It's going to be, for me, it's going to be, we're talking a lot about the Chargers and Raiders, but it's going to be the Chiefs offense. Is it going to be able to be 
80, 90% of what it used to be with Tyreek. Can Mahomes, you know, get back to throwing 50 touchdowns again? Because like we said, the Chargers and Raiders, they do have the better weapons, but I, I do think Mahomes is quite a bit of a step up of those other three quarterbacks, even though they're all Pro Bowl caliber. So can Juju, you know, he hasn't played with another elite player since AJ or Antonio Brown. Now he's got Kelsey there. Can he get 110 catches, you know? Can that Sky Moore rookie go off? A lot of people think he's going to be the most talented receiver there. And they have MVS to stretch the field just like Tyreek would. Maybe he won't pull in all the balls, but he's still going to make those safeties back up and open up underneath. So we'll see what happens with that offense and if it can be, you know, 80, 90% of what it used to be. It's still a hell of an offense. <laughs> yeah, still very, very, very good. Still probably outrank about 80% of all offenses there. And yeah. I also think what helps with that is – Yes, like you won't have the speed of Tyreek to create separation like they used to, but Patrick Mahomes is a master at um, stretching plays out. Like it should have ended like a, like 30 seconds back, but he's just running around the fucking backfield, and then he makes this cross field, no look, upside down throw, and it just like you see Kelsey fucking wide open. And I'm like, okay, what? (laughs) (laughs) Well, can you just explain? What was that stat in the Super Bowl? He ran like 400 yards behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Like that was a, like his entire offensive line was like hurt. But that just shows that like if wide receivers can just like try and get open, you're going to see the improvisation from Mahomes and he's going to make plays happen. So yes, Tyreek's gone, but Mahomes is still there. So it's a, yeah, it's going to be – yeah, it, it'll be interesting to um, see it just with the Tyreek subtraction. But, Hayden, your X Factor, what do you got? My X Factor is the meme god himself, Mr. Unlimited, let's ride football man Russell Wilson. Okay, that was uh, mine too. That was he, mine too. He's going to a new team. He's going to a team where it seems like Nathaniel Hackett is – like all in with Russell Wilson. He's like, you know what? I see how your 1970s ran offense was back there. And you know what? Let's have you actually do something for a change. (laughs) You know, like let's unleash you. Let's let you be you. And I feel like Russell Wilson could just make a vast improvement in all of Denver. And this could be another five more years or another, however many more years of what we saw when Manning came over. And just that was the Broncos division to be had. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you, uh, Russell Wilson. And just like to add on a little bit, like his health, mm-hmm. um, if you can kind of just stay healthy, then that team is going to be just as competitive as any other team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russell Wilson, if he can stretch out his first half play into a full season, then Denver is going to be really scary. Um, I like their total offense a lot more than Seattle's. Um DK might be yeah. the best receiver, but I think Cortland Sutton, Judy, KJ Hamler, Tim Patrick, like I think that's going to be a really good wide receiving group this year. And then the you get the too. yeah, and then you get the doublehead monster with Javante and Melvin. And say what you mm-hmm. want about Melvin, but he's still a productive running back in this league and still gets you whether you want to bring fantasy into it or not, but he still finds the end zone and he's still if he can get you an 80-yard game with two touchdowns, which is not out of question for Melvin Gordon. He's a good goal line back. And Javante is just electric as well. So adding Russell Wilson to the equation 
it's just it's going to be insane to watch and i think their defense is still competitive so i think russell wilson his health is important for denver to stay uh competitive here which i think uh will happen but scott we'll go to you for the almighty question how do you see this division shaping out all right boys so there's a lot to unpack here right with all four of these teams like I said, I, th- I think the Chiefs are still it. I had Mahomes leading all stat co- categories last episode. So I have the Chiefs on top at 14 and three. And then for me, it's the Raiders in second at 12 and five. I love that pass rush. I think I truly believe their weapons are the best in the division. I know the Chargers got those two receivers in Eckler and Herbert, but Derek Carr's got more experience. He's been with these two guys longer. He's played with Adams before. And I believe in Josh McDaniels. So I think that team's going to be really, really good. The Chargers come in at 10 and 7. Uh, again, great team. They're just going to split the division. All the teams are so good. So there's like a lot of losses to be had there. And I don't like Staley that much. He's too risky of a coach. I know it's heavily analytics driven, but just because something says you're going to, you know, get it 55% of the time, that's not always a worthwhile risk in the NFL. And then unfortunately, the Broncos come in at 7 and 10 strictly because they're just in too tough. It's not that they're a bad team. Like me saying earlier, the Pats may not be a top seven team, but they might make the playoffs. That's going to be because of something like the strength of this division. And it's not their fault that they're in there. They could be number two or number one in a bunch of the other divisions in the NFL, but not this one. That's fair. That is Jesus. It like, yeah, no, this division is the ultimate beat up division. I was just saying, you know, every team in this division could go 10 and seven and every team in this division could also go like 14 and three, 15 and two, just because of how good they are. But obviously injuries are bound to happen. Uh, play is bound to get worse uh, just because of the longevity of these players. And it's not going to always be the greatest, but I have the chargers coming in first at 12 and five. I have the chiefs at 11 and six Denver at 10 and seven and the Raiders at nine and eight. That's, that's probably, you know, like everyone's saying, they might win a lot of other games across the NFL, like all four teams being above 500 sounds insane, but it's mm-hmm. not really yeah, like, no. at all. Like they could realistically split their division and then just fucking win out. Yeah, be like okay. My only problem with that though is that I think they just beat the shit out of each other. No, hundred percent. I don't. I don't think that's happening, but it realistically could, and it's just like it's not out of the question. It's just that um, the AFC West has the NFC West, so they still have LA and San Francisco, which aren't going to be necessarily easy games. So that's the only reason why. Like, I don't actually see that happening, but. It wouldn't be out of the question, but uh, my order, I got the Chargers winning the AFC at 14 and three. Um, I got the Chiefs at 12 and five. I got the Broncos at 10 and seven and the Raiders at nine and eight. Nice. Pretty similar. <laughs> Pretty similar. Pretty much. Same order. Yeah. But uh, should we do our playoff pictures? Or should we go to awards first? Oh, let's do awards first. Let's do awards first. So we'll uh, let's just why not start it off with the MVP. We'll um, 
I wonder who Scott's going to be. Actually. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, won't, I haven't heard him say it once before. Um, Scott, you got MVP as Mahomes. That's um, right. If I'm not mistaken, after the eight times you've said it throughout the past few episodes, eight my eight and a half is the over under for sure. Um, but who do you got as a long shot? Who could come out and surprise some people and take it? Or is no one on the table because you're so confident? Oh, just <laughs> just brought it up. That team's really good. It's Derek Carr. He's got those weapons there. He was him and Carson Wentz were right on pace to win MVP that one year until they both went down. Yeah. And yeah, I, I just think a new coach in there that Mayock and Drew Nara was just a complete joke. He is a very, him and Kirk Cousins are both very, very underrated quarterbacks in this league. They're really good quarterbacks. For some reason, people think they suck and they don't. No. And those three weapons are, to me, probably the best in the league. So I'm going to go with Derek Carr, 40 plus Tuds. And, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe they sneak up and win the division too. Yeah. Hayden, how about you? Well, my favorite and my long shot are both in the AFC. But my favorite, Josh Allen. Like, I feel like he has too much of a chip on his shoulder this year. And he's just going to, like, he's just going to fuck up the league. That's why I have the Bills, you know, at the record that they do. And then my long shot, I couldn't believe this was a long shot, but, like, 20 to 1 odds. And just how we said it, contract year, Lamar Jackson. Nice. That was... I'd love to see that. Yeah, I I wanted to say Lamar Jackson is a long shot as well, but I wanted to go a little bit more crazy. Um, my MVP, uh, my favorite pick uh, with the best record in football is Justin Herbert. I think he's gonna. I think he's take it. I think he's he gets. I think he's a little bit stale of coming close to making the playoffs and not. Um, so I think he's just gonna go crazy this year. Um, and me picking him up on the waiver wire and six games in after he got drafted and dynasty does not play into this at all. Trust me, but (laughs) (laughs) um, no, but I think Herbert's my pick. And then my long shot, I think this was close to like 40 to one, but it's Trey Lance. Um, They call it a long shot for a reason, but if he can use all aspects in his toolbox, Maybe well, he it's does the exact same situation when Mahomes went in and won yeah. it, right? So exactly. So maybe he does something with the 49ers. And I think he'd be a big factor. Uh maybe Debo before Trey Lance, but I think MVP is basically if Cooper Cup's not winning the fucking MVP after the year he had last year, it's pretty stapled that it's a quarterback award. Um and not an MVP award, but my long shot was Trey Lance. If if it's not a quarterback, I like uh, I like Christian McCaffrey as a long shot too. Yeah. He could be. I've been looking at some odds. I'm almost going to put a bet down on it because, like, you know, he could catch a hundred balls. He could go like twenty five hundred all purpose. And if it's not going to be a quarterback, I could really see that guy winning it. Yeah, Hundy. I like that a lot too. You know, it doesn't for me, Scott. Like it, it truly doesn't matter about the quarterbacks. Like. I think we saw the best season by a non-quarterback, uh, not by a defensive player, uh, with Cooper Cup. Like, how? You know, I get Aaron Rodgers had – Well, we've seen it, though, too, and we've, we've seen running back. You know, we haven't – like, Adrian Peterson did it. Yeah, he did. He did. It was a different game then, too, though. Oh, it yeah. was. But, like, the triple crown, like, you just don't win that. And then the yeah. fact that he had so much going for him was just 
that was insane. And like, <laughs> I thought he was gonna win MVP. If I think yeah. I think he deserved just, MVP the most, but I just knew Rodgers or Brady was going to win it just because based on um, – because they uh, still had really good years, but I think Cooper Cup had the best year. But I just knew it was going to one of them just based on what the MVP is usually. I have a question. I have, like, some breaking news that actually affects purely football. Uh, apparently – Tom and Giselle are in a huge fight right now, and that is why he was officially away from training camp. Apparently, I had seen something about that earlier. He was about okay. him coming back out of retirement or whatever. Yeah, apparently it's like very close to leading to like a divorce. <laughs> uh, well, then maybe he'll play for like five more years. Fuck yeah. Apparently, Imagine. like stuff is kind of maybe you know had over, but like all the best. You know, hopefully every situation works itself out there. That's I. I'm sorry. That's why my eyes widened open, and I was like, I saw like maybe divorce. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Where'd you see that on like Twitter or something? I no, not Twitter. Uh, it was on Instagram. Uh, but it was it was based off like a Twitter report, basically. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, we'll go to offensive player of the year. Uh, Scott. I'll go, uh, we'll keep it in, um, what's the name? Kevin O'Connell. Let's go Justin Jefferson. Cooper Cup balled out for him last year. Justin Jefferson does it for him this year. And yeah, I think he's probably, you know, we all know he's top three receiver. Him, Cup, and Chase probably right now are the guys. Let's keep it with that same coach. I respect that. Fair enough. Hayd? Offensive player of the year for me, my favorite, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, like he's just so good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I tried to trade for him in my dynasty or in our dynasty league this year. I was telling Jeff, uh, but Scott, I was ready to give up three first round picks, uh, and so and like uh, James Robinson and like another uh, receiver that I had just for like depth to this one guy, and uh, it ends up being uh one of Gemini's like personal mutual buddies and he's like yeah no I'm not gonna do that yeah <laughs> and I was he's just like good, man. I was like come on like I was ready to just pull an LA Rams and uh just tank for him <laughs> but uh Scott I forgot we're gonna go back to you first who do you got as a long shot for offensive player of the year um geez I don't know what this one I, I guess there's a few guys I'm thinking of, but I have them for some other stuff. How about uh, how about Austin Eckler? If the if the uh, Chargers are going to be that good, he's one of the best pass catching backs. I feel like that's a good you know role to win it in, being that yeah. dual threat. I like him. Yeah, I like that too. I like him as well. Uh, Hayden, your long shot. My long shot. I saw at ten thousand uh, plus odds was Brandon Cooks. Nice. I think if him and Mills, like, it seems like they have that connection. He was just paid to give him, like, he could take receiving title this year as well. <laughs> yeah, I so, mean, yeah, he's the most overlooked, underrated receiver. Like, in yeah, the league. We've, we've talked about that multiple times as well. I, I love Brandon Cooks, man. Yeah, me as well. Uh, my offense play of the year is going to Debo and... My long shot is CD Lamb. 
What's his odds for uh, offensive player of the year? Uh, CD. Yeah. Let me check right now. I think it was around twenty-eight. Um. Oh, I love the Cowboys this year. <laughs> that could be another bet for you there, Scott. The Cowboys and the uh, Cowboys and the Raiders, man. Those are my teams that I think they're just going to surprise people. They definitely could do a lot of surprising. CD Lamb is forty to one. Forty to one. Wow. Yeah. That's not bad at all. <laughs> not terrible. No. Not terrible. I don't really hate that. But uh, defensive player of the year. Scott. I, I'm so stuck between two guys here. Um, I want to go with Micah Parsons. Uh, the Cowboys winning the NFC. He does literally everything. If he gets better than he was last year, it's going to be almost hard for him not to win it. Unless someone else is putting up 20 plus sacks again. Yeah. That's a good point. Could happen. Then for a long shot, I don't know. I don't even see this as much of a long shot either. I'll go with Darius Leonard. The guy, again, he does everything too. He had like eight forced fumbles. He picks off the ball. Doesn't rush the quarterback that much, but he's that defense is pretty loaded all around. And if he keeps knocking the ball loose, like I had him in the running for last year and didn't work out that way. That was a runaway last year, but mm-hmm. he, I like he's him such a, lot. a secure tackler. As or Shaquille, well. Shaquille Leonard is what we call him now. Yeah, Shaquille Leonard. Uh, my the betting site I looked at had him still as Darius Leonard too. So <laughs> I, I, I like how do you go from that name to like I it's it's that's his middle name. Yeah. Oh, is it his middle name? That's like oh, that's like yeah. what that's what John Carlos Stanton did too. He was Mike Stanton for like the first few years of his career, then he switched to John Carlo. Insane. <laughs> yeah. Uh Hayden. Um I thought this one was just kind of funny, just because uh my favorite Nick Bosa is in at like the top three for a defensive player of the year standings, and then like the 12th but like at like a plus 25 was joey bosa so i was like i'm just gonna put both the bosa brothers in there i love joey bosa just with him and khalil mack lining up one by one on each other so give me the bosa brothers yeah um i was between the bosa brothers but if i got the chargers clip in the afc i'm gonna get uh joey bosa winning defensive player of the year and then for my long shot, it's Hendrickson on Cincy. Ah, okay. yes. Love T-Hex. I they... thought about going with one of those teams with those double edge, like maybe a Chandler Jones or a Max Crosby. But I like yeah. those picks. The Bosas have a great shot. Yeah. Um, offensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, Scott. Going to uh, Houdat Nation. Ooh. Chris Olave, man. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna ball out with Jameis Winston, 5,000 yards, 40 touchs, 40 picks. <laughs> and I think uh, I think that they got a great three-head monster receiver there. Yeah. I'm gonna like do it. some quick math here just, just to see exactly how many say less than or just over two and a quarter picks a game and two and a quarter touchdowns a game for Jameis. Man, <laughs> that would be absolutely insane, man. That would be the I don't best. Let's see how it's actually possible, but I mean, it would be awesome. 
they, I'd rather them do, like if they could do that and make the playoffs, we'd be okay with it. Oh Jesus Christ, no! <laughs> like, that would be the most roller coaster ride oh, of emotions. Literally, man. Fuck. It, it, oh honestly, yes, fifty yard or two will love it. The next one is she's throwing it right at the linebacker. Fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Literally, the uh, game just makes me go through, like you yeah. said, an emotional roller coaster. Yeah, you just can't get comfortable. But um, here you guys, a long shot. I didn't really think of a long shot here. Um, let me think of one quick. How about, uh, oh, how about uh, Ritter? Would he be a long shot? Did not expect to start there in Atlanta, Desmond Ritter. Yep. I think, uh, from what I've heard through the preseason, he's been really good. So people mm-hmm. think he might be the guy of the future there. Let's go with him. And he doesn't need to necessarily play, you know, 17 games. If he comes yeah. in, like, after four after four weeks, falls out for 13 weeks, kind of puts the team on his back. Yeah, I could see that. It's really hard to predict which rookies are going to produce this year. Like, oh, so hard. The second-round receivers, I talked about Alec Pierce earlier for the Colts. George Pickens is nasty. Like, who knows? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's going to be tough. Uh, running back in Houston, Pierce, I thought of him, too. Damn. I, guess, I could Pierce see any of these guys win. So there. good. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Here you uh, go. For my offensive rookie of the year, uh I like Scott, man, you're just taking stuff out of my mouth. I swear. Like George Pickens playing uh, all throughout the preseason. He's just like what is it with the Steelers and drafting receivers? You know, it's like I know. If it's not a home run, it's a third base, second base, like they don't miss. They yeah. do not miss whatsoever. And even on the on the website, he was labeled as a long shot, but it's like even more longer of a shot than my long shot. But I feel like he's actually like he should be almost minus odds like, or, or at least plus 150, you know. Um, I know that's probably not the way to do it about this, but my uh, long shot is Sky Moore. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> Just I because can... yeah. it's Mahomes. It's the Chiefs. Like he could take the number one receiver role in like week three. I've seen people saying like he literally has like the best at every wide receiver skill on that team. Yeah. Like, uh, it's not surprising too. Like Juju you know? does the slot, MBS runs long. He's like Sky Moore's like better than both them at both those things, some people think. Yeah. No, hundred <laughs> percent. I got uh Chris Olave as well. Ooh. Uh winning offense rookie there. And then my long shot is Malik Willis. Okay. Maybe wow. yeah. If very similar to the Ritter one, but yeah. he's probably got a harder harder path to start. I agree, but I don't know if Tannehill is going to be that guy this year. Um, and maybe they just throw Malik Willis in, and be like, "Hey, the season's kind of a wash. Is going and fucking ball out," and then he just might do enough to get in there. He'll he'll have to start like by like week four before we five to even give himself a chance, but um, long shot for a reason, right? Uh, defensive rookie of the year. Scott, we'll throw it back to you. Well, I, w- I want to go with Aiden Hutchinson, but I'm going to go with uh, Sauce Gardner from the 2-15 and 15 Jets. I think that he's probably the best corner drafted since Jalen Ramsey. He's got size. He's got ball skills. He could cover everybody. He's a they got the attitude you need to be an elite corner. And yeah, I, I'm really excited to watch that guy play, even though it's in the green. Yeah, no, it's a good, 
That's a good pick for sure. Um, do you have a long shot or do you um all right? Uh, I feel let's like go with uh go with uh what's his name? The linebacker out of Philly that fell to the third round there, Georgia, Georgia Bulldog. What's his name? Come on. Uh, the little guy. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. I was talking about him last last episode. I wanted the pass to draft him so bad. It's not Daxton Hill, is it? No. No. Uh Nakobe Dean. Yes, Nicole Dean. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. I was thinking about this guy all summer long. I don't know. I forgot his name. <laughs> it's so hard to predict though, a long shot defensive rookie. Like they're usually yeah, pretty someone... chalk. They're usually yeah. pretty chalk. Yeah. Like yeah. if a defensive rookie gets a hundred plus 110 plus tackles or like eight sacks, it's like okay. Or or like seven picks. It's, 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 a us- it's usually locked up like midway through the season. I feel like it's harder to contribute right away on the defensive side of the ball, too. I agree. Especially uh, hated. Oh, I'm not scared like Scott. I'm gonna go Aiden Hutchinson. I loved Aiden Hutchinson coming out of the draft. I thought he should have been drafted first overall, but luckily, just how the NFL narrative works out, the Michigan kid goes to Michigan, uh, based uh, obviously in Detroit, and then my long shot is uh, again on the Eagles, but not Nakobe Dean. Jordan Davis. If that, if, if Jordan Davis, like, he might be the best player in this draft. He might be. Like, if he gets like 20 tackles for losses on running backs and like four sacks, it's Jordan Davis, you know? <laughs> He's going to blow up the inside just with his, just with his size alone. Yeah. Um, I got Kyle Hamilton as my pick. Um, Ooh, like it. If uh, I think the Ravens are winning this, div- winning the North, and I think he could be a big factor to that, so I got him there. And, and then Marcus Williams could fucking just—they could be like the best safety duo this year. Yeah, and then I got Jordan Davis as well. Hey, <laughs> let's go. Yeah, uh, <laughs> comeback come player of the year. We're going back to who that nation? Yes, sir. Mike Thomas, man. Oh, okay. Not the one I was expecting there. <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's the he's the league winner in fantasy of the year, man. He's going back over a hundred catches. Those two other guys there, that like I said, that passing offense is gonna be explosive and it's gonna be exciting to watch whether who no matter who he's throwing it to. So I'm going with Michael Thomas. Do you have any yeah. you have any long shot as well? And no long shot. This one's wrapped up. There's only one guy that's going to win this one. I I love how just flat on, how just straightforward you are about that. But I'm going to also stick in Houdat Nation, but I'm going to go with the man. Hold on. There we go. For all the people (laughs) watching, I'm eating a W. Give me Jabu. That guy, he's not going to throw 40 picks like Scott's saying, but he's going <laughs> to throw those that award with 40 picks. No. Maybe 4,500 yards. I said, like, the over-under is like 13 and a half picks, I think, for him. I think he gets up here 10, but if he's throwing that much, he's going to have those yards. He's going to have those touchdowns. And it's him and Derrick Henry as the top two players. And if Jameis actually gets some media love, the league's going to fall in love with this guy all over again. Yeah, and uh, my long shot is Khalil Mack. Just if if it's gonna be defensive player of the year for Joey Bosa, then fuck it. Uh, 
Khalil Mack's going to be right behind him, but he's going to be way better. And he's going to be like, okay, yeah, you know, you won't get player defensive player of the year, but you can get comeback player of the year. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I got Brian Robinson for the commander's oh. rookie running back coming back from the gunshots to his leg. Uh, comeback is a lot of narrative based. And I think that's quite the injury to come back from. Um, he's projected to come back. So I think if he just kind of like with Alex Smith, um, he didn't do anything crazy, but the leg injury that he had, the fact that he just came back from that and played, yeah. and it was enough for him to win the award. So I think Ryan Robinson Jr. is going to win that. And then my long shot is Tredavious White on Buffalo. Um, plus that's five. That, that's one thing that might hurt that team is him being out. I don't, he might miss a few games at the start. Yeah. That might get them off to a shaky start, but he's an absolute stud. Yeah. Um, we'll go to coach of the year and then we'll do playoff pictures and Super Bowl picks and then wrap this baby up. But, uh, Scott, who you got coach of the year? Well, you guys know how much I love the Cowboys, but no, we're going with, uh, Josh McDaniels here. Uh, I think the Raiders are going to be really good. There's no way I'd pick Mike McCarthy. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think I think most people have uh, the Raiders at the bottom of that division. And I think by being better than Denver and the Chargers, which I think they will be, I think it'll be enough to get it get it for McDaniels. I like that thinking a lot. I think it makes sense. And with that division, it's so fucking you can go any direction. So makes sense. I guess if we want to do a long shot here too, I'll go with uh, McDaniel. See if those. Uh, if those dolphins are any good, he could get it too. But I don't expect a rookie head coach to uh, have a ton of success with them right away. I do really like that guy, though. They're yeah. sticking with anyone named McDaniel, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hayden. When when Scott said that, I'm like, you just picked him. What the yeah. Fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> you... uh, my coach of the year, uh, since I got him topping the West in that division, I got Brandon Staley just because of how much that division is a dogfight. I feel like if whoever comes out of that division could be the coach of the year. Um, and then I saw this, I saw this guy at plus 3000, Mike Tomlin. <laughs> he can, sure. he can always be in the running just because he's a great coach. And if he actually makes it above 500, you know, I, I know I have them close then like, come on, how do you not? Look, if, he, if they do, they finish above 500. He like, no doubt deserves the award. Yeah. The, the, the voters probably won't give it to him because they'll want a more flashy winning team, yeah. but that would want, he would be 100% deserving of it. No, totally. Well, I think there it was that exact same season when Mason Rudolph was quarterback all year and they were, they went eight and eight and yeah. he didn't even get fucking nominated. It was People like, thought Bill should have got it when the Pats went seven and nine with the Newton team, and they, yeah. there's an argument for it, but it's just not flashy enough, yeah. you know? I agree. Uh, Hayden, I thought we were going to have the exact same picks um, for Coach of the Year, but Staley uh, is my pick. Mm -hmm. If I got Chargers clipping the AFC with how tough it is this year, um, I think they're going to give it to him. And then my long shot, He's also at plus 3,000. Dennis Allen, your boy. Oh, my God. I am getting all that who down. Thanks for cleaning up. <laughs> Seriously, fuck. G give me end of the season awards right now. It'll <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> actually prove to be uh, somewhat, somewhat nice. Yeah, but no, I think uh, I got the Saints making the playoffs. So 
Um, I think Dennis and, Allen with, and especially in a division, head coach too. yeah, in a division against Brady, I think anytime you can be competitive in that, that's a um, good narrative too. Uh, I think uh, Dennis Allen is worthy of potentially winning it. Um, all right, playoff pictures. How do we got it shaping out, Scott? We'll keep it the same. We won't switch anything up now. Who's so, your, you got your division winners and your wildcard teams. Yeah, so I got the Chiefs on top at 14-3, like I mentioned earlier. Bills win the East 13-4. Ravens 12-5 and, and Colts 11-5-1. and one. And then the uh, Raiders take first wild card at 12 and five. Pats come in at uh, 10, six and one. And then it'll be the Bengals edging out the Chargers at 10 and seven with the tie break because of the Chargers losing too many division games there, losing too many games in the AFC. Even though I think they're probably better than both the Pats and the, uh, they are better than the Pats and probably the Bengals. I just don't think it's going to be their year. And I don't love Staley like you guys do. I think he screwed up a lot last year and cost him a playoff spot. And he's going to do it again. Fair. I think with my whole Brandon Staley narrative is the fact that maybe he realizes kind of what he did wrong and doesn't do the the same shit that he did last year. Like, yeah, he, he went for it a lot of times on fourth down, but I mean, that game probably wouldn't have been as close, you know, to end up the season for the Chargers and the Raiders if Staley doesn't go for it as much as he does. And he might, like, I don't know the guy, but he might argue that's the only reason they were that close to the playoffs in the first place, right? Very, very true. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see how it works. I, yeah. Bite the hand that feeds you. Uh, Hayden. Well, with my Bills love uh, of going 15 and two, they easily top the division by three games uh next coming in is the ravens at 12 and 5 the chargers just simply because they've been beaten up uh i also have them at 12 and 5 but they're third and then tennessee just because there has to be a south winner uh comes in at 10 and 7 the chiefs come in at 11 and 6 denver 10 and 7 and cincy just beating out the patriots also finish at 10 and 7 for the seventh and final spot. I got Chargers finishing first top of the division um, at 14 and three. Uh, the Bills at 13 and four. Got the Ravens at 12 and five and the Colts at 10 and seven. And then first wild card is going to the Chiefs at 12 and five. Second wild card is to the Bengals at 11 and six and the Broncos at 10 and seven. Almost crazy, you almost have the exact same playoff pretty much. And and you guys are right there too with the Pats knocking on the door. Like, but that's the thing with like the last two playoff spots, it's literally almost going to be like uh, a New Orleans and San Francisco type deal, and it's going to be like a Pittsburgh Chargers and uh, Raiders type deal last year. Like, there's the AFC is just so good, yeah, like. The AFC West, a couple big injuries, the team's out of it. The wildcard team's an injury, you're out of it. Like, all these teams, are. it's going to be hard to see how it all actually plays out and a bunch of shit that we cannot even begin to try to predict is going to happen and who the fuck knows what that is. I just couldn't imagine my team going 10-7 and and not making the playoffs. There it (laughs) happens. Pats Pats went, I think, 10-6 and in the Matt Castle year and didn't make it. It was a shame. That's just absolutely insanity. Yeah, and that, that was with one less game, right? They won 10 and didn't even get in. They might have even won 11 that year. It was nuts. They, yeah, they honestly might have, but 
Uh, can't remember exactly. All right, Scott, throwing it back to you to end this episode off and to kickstart the football season. Your Super Bowl picks and winner. We are going uh, with a throwback rematch here. Tom Brady and the Bucks taking on Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Chiefs will take it home this time, and Brady will cry home to his maybe ex-wife and <laughs> sadly end his career with a loss. God damn. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking man. Man. It is. <laughs> Poor guy's only won seven times. <laughs> Head? That's good. Um, well, since, uh, since I'm on the Bills, and I just think they're the most complete team – uh, I think I, I was almost just playing it up, uh, but I'm like, I couldn't do this. I couldn't make the first game of the NFL season also be the last game of the NFL season. I like the Rams. I like everything about the Rams. But this Matt Stafford thing is kind of scaring the shit out of me right now. I don't know why with this elbow. So I got the Bills being the hosts of the Super Bowl of being the home team, basically. And then I also have Tom Brady going back there to, like Scott said, lose lose it and go home. Brady beats the shit out of the Bills, though. Yeah, not this time. This is the Josh Allen is the killer. He is the killer this time. Should be well, there, man. Most people think so. Well, since we are staying on the trend, um, I'll go Chargers versus Tampa. I was gonna say the Bills versus Tampa. But then Hayden just said that exact same one. So to keep it interesting, I'm going to go a little bit different. And you all picked your MVP award winners to be lifting the Lombardi trophy. So I'll be doing the same thing. There you go. I'll take, I'll go along with the narrative. I don't think that happens very often. It doesn't. That's why I, that's why I didn't. But then I was, I was going, I was trying to be like you guys. I was like, fuck it. I'll just make it the same. So it doesn't happen. That means the, MVP winner will all be from our team, but then Tom Brady wins his eighth Super Bowl. Oh, God. Fuck, what have we done? (laughs) Oh, boy. But, yeah, I'll I'll stick to it. um, I was between Buffalo or L.A., and I got Chargers. We all got the team that's clipping the AFC, lifting the trophy at the end. So why not make it a a social, right? And Tom Brady's losing once again. But... Yeah, like you said, Hayden, it's either our team and the MVP, our MVP picks <laughs> winning, or Tom Brady is getting two away from a f- two full hands with the Super Bowl rings. Jesus. That would be insane. But all right, boys, that was a super fun episode. Um, lots going on there. The NFL season is right around the corner. Scott, uh, where can the people find you on Twitter to read all your stuff? Yeah, follow me on Twitter at underscore Scott Oni. That's Scott O-N-Y. And check out the Leafs Nation and BlueJaysNation.com. See some of the articles I write. Fucking okay, right. Hayden? You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Hayden underscore Barton. Check me out. And uh, you can follow me at Drevin LeFave on Twitter, at Drevin.LeFave on Instagram. Follow everything uh, from Left Side Heavy at Left Side Heavy underscore on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Um, Check out the YouTube, subscribe there to watch all podcasts in video form and be sure to leave a rating and review anywhere you get your podcasts. This Friday, uh, a kickback and relax is coming out. Me and Hayden are just about to go record that now. 
with our boy Ian. We are doing a mock fantasy draft. Um, so we are going to go through um, a 12-team league fantasy draft um, and just against CPUs and then kind of see uh, how our teams look. We're going to talk through our picks and just banter. And so uh, on Friday, come have fun with us. And uh, it'll be the day after um, opening kickoff, but it should still be fun nonetheless. And enjoy the football season, everyone. Scott, thanks for doing this. Really appreciate, buddy. Hey, buddy. And uh, listeners, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. Enjoy the football season. Let's ride. Peace out. <laughs> 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 Had to be.